It's Monday, December 26th, and hi, Justin. Hi, Molly. How's it going? Good. So we are here. It is the first uh, day of our best of week. This has been a tradition at KZMU News. Um, every very long year. tradition. <laughs> very long tradition. Every As long as the KZMU Newscast has been in existence, we've taken some time to reflect on our favorite stories of that past year. And man, we had a long list. We did. It took us a while to kind of whittle them down. Right. And so the stories that you'll hear this week, they're, they're going to be rebroadcast. Um, but then Justin and I get to chat about um, what went into making them. And this first one, um, listeners will remember from just a few weeks ago, actually. Um, can you tell us? This is one of your stories, Justin. And it was pretty powerful. Yeah. So I, I got this one in just under the deadline, I think, for best of. But it is a, is an important story, I think. And it's about um, this horrible accident that happened in Arches back in 2020. Um, if uh, if you're Moab local, you, you probably heard about it. That's what I kind mm. of heard about it through rumor mm. and um, just kind of through the grapevine. Ba- basically, a, a woman, her name is uh, Esther Nakajigo. She was from Uganda. She died through just a freak accident in Arches National Park while she was driving with her husband, um, Ludovic Michaud. Um, he's from France. Um, they were both pretty new to the country. They were both um, extremely intelligent, pretty young. She was only 25 when she was killed, but she had already accomplished a lot. Her husband also was a software engineer living in Denver. Um, Just really actually just a beautiful couple. Like the more Mm -hmm. I learned about them, the more it just made the tragedy that much more horrible. Mm -hmm. But she, so she was killed in this accident in 2020. And then the trial, the wrongful death trial was happening. I think this is, uh, this would be about two or three weeks ago um, from when listeners are listening to this right now. And uh, in that trial, the government said, you know, this is our fault that she died, but the trial really was about how much money they will pay to the family. And that means that they're really evaluating her potential in her life, which provided um, a really, you know, heartbreaking way to just mm-hmm. list all her accomplishments and and what she did, I, know, I remember when I first heard about this accident, um, people were telling me she was a, a diplomat or like a, a, a princess or, or something, mm. just someone important from Uganda. So it was interesting just um, speaking to the lawyers and her family who had traveled to Salt Lake from Uganda for, for the trial and just hearing more about her life, um, which was extremely impressive. You know, what was it like for you to report on this? Because, you know, when often when we have to cover like tragic events, I think it's emotionally kind of difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, you know, I'm very careful at not, um, you know, when I'm interviewing, not kind of showing how it's maybe impacting me because Mm -hmm. I'm talking to obviously someone who's gone through much more than myself. Mm -hmm. Who's just listening to a horrible story. So, um, you know, I pretty, pretty sensitive asking, especially the husband about, his experience um, after her death and going through PTSD. I'm v- very appreciative. He he really opened up about that, which I think is I think is useful for for hopefully listeners. And this is the first reporting that I'm aware of in our region that really sort of delved into Esther's life um, and who she was and you know what happened that day, um, which I think is pretty remarkable. 
Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it could it could be a whole documentary just yeah. about her life. She really did a lot in in her short life, and um, just it's just a freak accident that it that it ended here in our in our city. Well, um, listeners, we certainly hope that you enjoy re-listening to this story. This is a really important one. This is our first best of pick, so enjoy. Moab was windy on June thirteenth in twenty twenty. A lot of small but ill-fated circumstances would lead to Esther Nakajigo's death, but first there was the wind. Her friends and family called her Essie, and she was newly married. She and her husband were both new to the country. Essie was from Uganda. She had come to Boulder, Colorado to attend the Watson Institute. Her husband, Ludovic Michaud, is from France. He's a software engineer and was working in Denver when he matched with Essie on a dating app. You know, immediately attracted to uh, you know her sense of humor, her brilliance. She was super smart, and I I understood that very quickly. I, I we immediately loved her right away. Yeah. They explored the West together, camping and hiking. Although at first, Essie needed some convincing. She was like, "Why are you guys sleeping on the ground? Like normally, it's for poor people in Uganda would sleep on the ground, but why would you play sleeping on the ground camping?" And uh, and then she tried it. I was like, "Oh, that's so much fun!" and <laughs> After they married, Essie became obsessed with having twins. Michaud didn't know why, but soon he wanted them too. That summer, they were closing on a condo where they could raise their future children. You know, we're building, you know, something together, brick by brick. Their courtship was during COVID. The national parks were closed for a time during the pandemic, their gates locked. But when arches reopened, like record numbers in the country, Essie and Michaud hit the road to visit. And a ranger opened those big metal traffic gates for people like them. The next fluke of fate was that one of those gates near the visitor center had two swinging sides. But there was only one padlock, so the ranger chose a side to secure to a post. The other was left to swing in the wind. She was so excited. We were counting the, like it was planned a few weeks before, and we were just counting the days and the weeks until we would do that trip. And she was so excited uh, to see, you know, the national parks in around Moab. After hiking in arches, Essie and Michaud were driving that road in front of the visitor center when all these small occurrences collided. The wind, that particular side of the gate being unlocked, the fact that it opened against traffic, which it shouldn't have done. A gust blew the gate open just as their car passed. The metal bar smashed through the passenger side where Essie was sitting. It's brutal, but there's few other ways to say it. The gate decapitated her. It happened on the one-year anniversary of the couple meeting. Essie was 25. The federal government admitted fault, and last week a wrongful death trial began to determine how much the state will pay Essie's family. Her lawyers are asking for $140 million. It's not your average wrongful death case, because Essie wasn't your average woman. Welcome to Africa's best high school reality TV show, The Saving Innocence Challenge. Among a lot of things, she was a reality TV star in Uganda. Not like the Kardashians, kind of the opposite. Her show Saving Innocence was about urban Ugandan youth visiting poor rural high schools. It documented what those two classes could learn from each other. When she was 17, she used her college tuition money to create a community health center. She was named Uganda's ambassador for women and girls, and she went to Brussels as one of only 16 to participate in the 2018 European Development Days. Young leaders here, like Esther, will decide the future. This is Africa, and these are Europe's partners. 
in Africa. And the European Union is here today and it's a strong pillar for us, the youth of Uganda, you know, to let us flourish and blossom. That Watson Institute program she was in Colorado for is an accelerator for leaders around the world. She raised millions for at-risk women in Uganda. She won more awards than I'll list. At the trial, even her husband was taken aback by all her accomplishments in her short life. Yeah, very surprised of how impressive everything was. I already knew, but uh, I didn't imagine it was like this, this incredible. Essie grew up in the slums of Kampala in Uganda. Her mother, Christine Namagambe, says it was that experience that made her daughter focus on fighting for the disenfranchised. That's her mother, who flew to Utah with Essie's brother for the trial. She explains that Essie saw a lot of inequality in Uganda as a child. Her father was abusive, and her mother gave birth to Essie when she was only 16. When Essie was invited to the U.S., her mother was beyond proud. Essie told her not to worry, that she's come this far, and from now on, everything will be fine. Essie's brother, John Sakindu, remembers his sister as someone who defended others, even as a child, like the time he was in trouble at school and threatened with lashes. So Essie came out of the blue, like, if any punishment is to be given to him, I will take it for him. And the punishment was five strokes of a cane. Like, she took it and I went home went without any cane. Essie was paying for her brother's university tuition. He hoped to join her in her work after graduation. I was looking forward to becoming great with her, like, as a person. Since her death, Sakindu has had to drop out. Essie also supported her mother, and she would pour a lot of the money she made from her TV show back into her charities. But in a twist of Utah law, Essie's giving could discount her family's wrongful death claim. The judge will be awarding money based off of their grief and loss, but also her expected income, what she would have earned in her life. The government is arguing that it isn't as much as her lawyers claim because she would have given much of it away. It's a little disconcerting to hear the government make that argument that the judge should somehow discount her because the money she went out and earned she might give to do good, and therefore her earning capacity should be discounted in terms of what she would contribute to the family. That's Zoe Littlepage, a lawyer for the family. Every day in Uganda, this trial was on the news, and the whole country of Uganda is watching America to see if America will value their, they called her the Princess of Kampala, if America will value their princess. Little Page says that Essie's family expects justice in the U.S. They look up to this country as somewhere where that's possible. You know, and they're really putting their faith in the American justice system that she won't get discounted because she's African or she won't get discounted because she's young, but that American justice will value her the way they do. No matter what the judge decides as an appropriate value for Essie's life, her husband will still be struggling. I'm committed to getting better, but it's a full-time job, I would say. You know, I had PTSD, so which means for the first weeks or months, I had like hundreds of flashbacks in loop, like you see the scene like a hundred times. Nowadays, Michaud can be doing all right just to have something remind him of that day, putting him back in the car with his dead wife. Like the other day, I, I saw like, I, I think there was some roadwork or something, and I, I saw like a big white bag on the floor, and I, in my head was a body bag, and I was just like, put back into 
Many things had to go wrong to lead to Essie's death, but her short and impressive life was similar in a way. Because she grew up in poverty, to a child mother witnessing abuse and inequality, she was dedicated to helping others, and she became great because of that. Now it's her family's turn to try to find some strength from the tragedy of her death. My name uh, is Esther Nakajigo, the Uganda's ambassador for women and girls. I am a very happy person. I love life, and I'm so grateful to God for all the opportunities he has given me. Esther means star. And also in the Bible, Esther was a queen, a selfless queen who was to die for, other, for the other people. And I think I'm trying to wave the flag for that. This story first aired on December 16th. You've been listening to Best of 2022 on KZMU News. Tune in tomorrow for our next pick.